So today I want to talk about a difficult word, um, an important word that has been at the center of so many political, cultural and social debates recently. And that word is woke. It comes to us from Old English, meaning to remain awake or to hold a vigil, but also from German, meaning to watch. But we have to focus on African-American oral language, spoken language, in order to understand the journey of the word better. And in that context, the word means to be awake and aware and alert, to be conscious of inequalities, particularly of racial inequality and racial discrimination. And over time, that meaning has expanded in the sense that all kinds of discrimination, all kinds of inequalities are included. Um, so whether it's racism or sexism, homophobia, uh, class distinctions, uh, regional and geographical inequalities and so on. So to be aware of injustices everywhere, what is happening all around the world here, there and everywhere. That is the linguistic journey, the etymology of the word. But when we look at its political journey, I think we need to bear in mind that there was a turning point in 2014 when a young African-American young man was killed, was shot by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. Michael Brown was killed in that shooting. And afterwards, many activists demanding racial justice and equality have been embracing the term woke even more passionately. There have also been some scholars who have been connecting the, the pedigree of the term to Martin Luther King's speeches and philosophy and statements in the sense that he would talk about staying awake, to adjust to new ideas, to remain vigilant, and to face um, the challenge of change, to respond to the challenge of change. So in that regard, the term itself has been associated with political activism, with progressive activism, and being engaged and, and responding to inequalities, injustices, discrimination, layers of discrimination, intersectional discrimination everywhere. And the term was, after being especially adopted all across social media and becoming very widespread, uh, very popular um, across social media, the term itself was also adopted, uh, included in leading English dictionaries. For instance, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary in 2017 added the word, defining it as being aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially when it comes to issues um, related to racial and social justice. Within the same year, the Oxford Dictionary also um, defined and included the term, um, describing it as well-informed, being up-to-date, so especially being alert to social, racial, and uh, cultural injustice. 
to me as a writer, this is very uh, normal and it's very organic because language always responds to the changes in a society. Language is not a frozen hole uh, and it's very natural and organic for language to correspond, to respond to changes. So I find the, the flow of the word like a river very fluid. But what is interesting is after the term became so popular and widely used, there was an instant backlash. So much so that many people started to use the word woke in a very pejorative, in a very derogatory way. Um, in this context, for them, woke meant someone who is overzealous or pushy or performative or who is who has no tolerance whatsoever and who's constantly trying to nitpick everything. So depending on whom you ask, uh, you might come across these completely different clashing interpretations of the term woke. I also want to add that there have been some scholars and journalists who have been using terms like woke capitalism or woke washing in order to criticize a kind of performative um, activism that doesn't concentrate on structural change but only only focuses on identity politics related issues and of course the term itself should not be weaponized to suppress all kinds of intellectual debates or exchange I think the, the world we're living in right now unfortunately is one in which nuances are being erased so fast oftentimes we have these polarized debates in which no one is listening to the other side and that also is a very dangerous thing. A proper intellectual exchange in my opinion means I have my opinions, I have my thoughts but I'm here to also listen to you and if what you say makes sense to me I am ready to revise, reconsider my own truths. So it means not to be absolutely sure of your own truths. And that is what we have lost today. We are very poor listeners. We don't listen to each other properly. And we have retreated into our own echo chambers in which everybody's hearing their echoes of their own voices. And that too is a dangerous environment. So how do we nurture proper conversation also between and among people who might be coming from different backgrounds, political opinions, and how do we treasure and protect and support democratic norms and democratic values? I think it is helpful and healthy to remember what the word meant. Um, instead of being too focused on today's extremely political and extremely divided and polarized debates, I want to focus on the word itself. And the word for me means someone who cares about other people's sorrows, someone who is not numb, someone who is not indifferent or desensitized or atomized. The, the philosopher, political thinker Hannah Arendt, she used to warn us about the dangers of becoming too atomized, like everyone retreating into their own cocoons. I think that is a very dangerous world. The moment I stop caring about what's going on in Afghanistan, because it's miles away, the moment I stop caring about the war in Ukraine, 
you know, the moment we start saying, well, it's not my story, so what do I care? That kind of, that kind of numbness is a very dangerous thing. So walk for me is the antidote of that, actually. It means that you care. You're trying to understand. You're trying to connect. You're trying to engage. You're trying to go beyond the limits of the self that was drawn in front of you. And in that regard, I use the term walk in a positive way, the way it was meant to be used uh, from the very beginning. Also, I want to add this, coming from a country that has a wounded democracy, being a storyteller from a wounded democracy, I'm also aware that democracy is a much more fragile and delicate ecosystem of checks and balances. I'm also aware of the fact that history does not necessarily always go forward in a linear progressive arc. You know, we wish it were like that, but not necessarily. In other words, what I'm trying to say is sometimes countries can go backwards. Sometimes generations can make almost exactly the same mistakes that their great-grandparents had already made. And when that happens, when countries lose their democracy, when countries break their democratic institutions and norms into pieces, when countries go backwards and tumble into ultranationalism, religious fundamentalism, or populist authoritarianism, I think the very first rights that will be taken away will be women's rights and minority rights. So it's very understandable that women and minorities are more alert and more awake and more aware um, and more conscious about the delicacy of this ecosystem that we call democracy. And that is why I do want to honor the term woke and I will keep using it in a positive context.